You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. My name is Noam Dwarman. I'm the owner of The Comedy Cellar here at the back table at the Comedy Cellar with a, my co-host, Mr. Dan Adaman, who just rushed in. He has a medical emergency there. I see Wasn't blood. An emer- and a, no, I cut my finger. Yeah. Cutting a tag off a uh, Banana Republic jeans that I'm wearing right now. Because uh, I got a million tags you got to cut. Off. Anyway, I cut my finger with the scissor. So I was like, for some reason, I started thinking about tetanus. I haven't had a tetanus shot. I remember in summer camp, I got cut. They took me to a tetanus shot. I forgot I'm so being, Jewish, right? Like, I can't well, any, bla- any black guy going through this thought process. No, of course not. But I'm being paranoid. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm obsessing. I'm going to call my. I'm gonna call Dr. Lamb's office or send him an email oh, on my mic chart. They're going to tell me, what the fuck are you worried about? You're a fucking paranoid. Calm the fuck down. So I send an email. Got a minor cut. I was worried about tetanus. I'm sure it's nothing. She writes back the nurse, better get a booster shot. So well, I wrote... They can't, otherwise I get sifted. I, ro- I wrote back, well, it's a minor cut. Can I... No problem. I should get a booster shot. Good advice. Good advice. Uh, can I wait till Monday? She said, better get it now because you're better safe than sorry. Have you taken on Chris Rock's uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> delivery? Anyway, the point right. is I had to go to Stupid City MD and get a dumb tetanus shot right. for no reason. Can we introduce our guest? Sorry, Daryl, if that was... We have one of, the great, uh, one of the great members of the Comedy Cellar family here and someone who's been very nice to me personally and I'm a big admirer of him, Mr. Daryl Hammond. Thank you. Uh, Yes. You know, that used to happen to me in the ER when I was in the psych ward. <laughs> well, how so? <laughs> They'd be going, yeah, because they only have you for one night. You're not crazy enough to stay the whole time. Yeah. So they're like, you know what? Can you outfit him for some psychosis? Because <laughs> we don't want him to jump off a building. And then they go, why would you let him go? Did you know he was psychotic? So they used to give me a, and look, ever, they used to give me something called a billify. Oh, I know what that is. My, my, my stepson uh, would yeah, take Yeah, I mean, that. I've been, been kind of nutty in my life. I mean, it doesn't just treat psychosis, but I never have heard or saw things yet. But anyway, I'm just trying to relate to your tetanus story. Well, so in other words, they, oh, they, they, they don't want to get sued, so they just tell you you got to do everything. Yeah. If that's basically. Just treat them for everything. Treat them for everything. And I, I'm going to Moon Tower tomorrow, so I, don't, I, don't, I was all in my head that i got to get this done now. So I went to City MD. Are you going to Moon Tower by any chance, Daryl? No. It's a festival in Austin, Texas, comedy festival in Austin. Oh, You're yeah. going to play a comedy festival? Out- yeah. Is it outdoors or the crowd? No, no, no. You're it's- scared of that stuff. It's like Montreal, except it's in Austin, Texas. Do they give you a Xanax? No. You should- she's got the better safe than sorry what tour. Do you, take- do you take anything before you go on stage, like um, a- anything to relax? No, no, but, but uh, in the... No. I you ha- take beer, but, but, drink a beer? But um, I do get very, very anxious before going on stage. And which is why I really always I, no, it's gotten worse for some reason. I'm not sure why that would be. So, ten, so, ten minute yeah. sets? No, no, forget ten minutes is oh, easy. That's like no. falling off a log. But <laughs> headliner set, yes. Headliner set, I do get very nervous. Unfortunately, no one's giving me a TV show, so I continuing to have to do stand up to to make money. Do you get nervous, Daryl? Because you never seem nervous to me at ever, ever. Uh, not that nervous. I mean, I. There was this one time on SNL, my first appearance, I got really nervous. And, and you know, I, I kind of sucked, you know. I was too scared, and my body just sort of recorded that and said, dude, no, do not do that again. Do not do that again. And that was the last so time. I would, yeah, but I mean, I would get nervous, but not like terrified or handshaking or anything like, like it was the first show. Yeah, I, I think that, because uh, I'm a little bit more like Dan, like, I, you know, I played music for years and years and years and still I would get nervous before I went on stage. I think, I think you I think need to get butterflies. Out. I think that's fine, don't you? A little nervous I, energy kind of gets little... you going. As Ray Allen is here, by the way. Uh, uh, so, listen, I, I want to, we have a lot to talk uh, yes, to Yes, we have a jam-packed Dan, show. But I just want to, but there's one thing I, first of all, Daryl, I haven't seen you in a long time. Has anything happened with like, you and Esty or something? Like, I just, uh, did what? Did, is there some reason that you, are you, are you, you're not, I probably shouldn't talk about this on the radio. I haven't seen you in so long. Did anything happen? What are you referring to? <laughs> I'm serious that anything happened. I, I'm I, not aware of anything happening. Are you mad at us? How, that's a better way to put no. it. No. Oh, okay. Are you mad sure. at me? Are you crazy? I mean, well, I, I, of course I'm not mad at you. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Is there I, something? Well, he lives in New Orleans, right? So you're not... I live in New Orleans. I'm oh. gonna, I moved back from New Orleans uh, two years ago. I'm a little behind. He's doing SNL. He's got to be in town. But I'm, I'm, I, no, I'm, moving, I'm actually going to move back. 
I just got an apartment there again, yeah. Nolens. In Nolens, yeah. So you only not need to SNL, you can just come once a week to do the announcement, right? Yeah. Well, if there is anything we should we should talk about, I, I hope there's nothing. We'll talk about it. It's not, I mean, I don't understand everything. I certainly miss the place. I mean, I feel real wistful and can't cuss on serious, can you? Oh, of yeah, course yeah, you yeah. can. I feel wistful as shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's something we should clear it up in two seconds because there's nothing as far as I know. Apropos of SNL, uh, you know, I sort of haven't been watching it for years, and then I started watching all the because sh- I'm Saturday night, I'm busy, but mm-hmm. uh, I've been watching a lot of the sketches on YouTube, and mm-hmm. it really, really is good. I don't think there's any sketch show that's even within a hundred miles of SNL ever. Well, I, I don't think they should even do sketch shows. Retire the sketch show idea. Let SNL handle it. They got it. That's how I feel about it. I just don't... Is there any close second in the sketch world? I haven't seen it. In my estimation, there is not. I haven't seen it. It's too hard. What were all the sketch... I mean, there was Mad TV. There was Carol Burnett, right? There was... What else? Living Color. Yeah, some of those... Yeah, come to... Now that you mention it, they were pretty darn good, weren't they? They were amazing. Carol Burnett was amazing. Carol Burnett was good. They had a a few recurring sketches and then a couple... Uh, that would be fresh. And then Living Color had a golden year or two where mm. they really were quite funny, but then they couldn't sustain it at all. But SNL manages to what, keep... What SNL, do, SNL does shit you wouldn't even think. It's so nonlinear, some of the shit they do, like like that that feud that you were doing as Sean Connery with Alex Trebek. <laughs> that's oh. Like, where does that even come from? Like, who... Like, they, that's I think like it was just so one of those ridiculous. things where... That's why it's so great. Yeah, but I mean, it, I always feel like the the audience needs to understand your premise and agree with it a little bit, you know, to go ahead and laugh. So the idea that Sean Connery was stupid or, or, or hated Alex Trebek was just ridiculous. We expected it to bomb, the other, but the opposite happened, you know. Yeah, I, that, just it was way I've never actually had an experience like that. Yeah, there's no real rhyme or reason to no. it, and that's that was the brilliance of it. It's like, why is Alex Trebek hate with 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 <laughs> such passion? But, but, I'd rather uh, Sean Connery hate. Uh, Trebek but did you, you did you used to just watch <laughs> really Sean Connery and you're like nah, I can do that voice or did it just kind of pop in your head? Is it how does that work? Is well, like a I mean, I, I had, I, I, I had it, you know, where I wanted it, and then, um, you know, Lauren said that I needed to exaggerate it, uh. and make it into a cartoon. So I had a, I had the accurate one, and then I had the cartoon, and the, the cartoon is funnier. Yeah, and. Um, that's his talent, right? That's Lorne Michaels' talent to be able to... <laughs> one of them. That's yeah. one of them. But, but just to jump around, you're one of the only people who's gotten a positive tweet from President Trump. Really? Well, you, you, know, what you know what I'm referring to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any comment on that? Did, how did it make you feel? You have um, a... I don't know. Why don't you flesh it out a little bit? Well, okay. what, was, what, what was the tweet? So, uh, see if it's safe enough to talk. Tr- yeah. Trump, uh, Trump doesn't like Alec Baldwin's uh, impression of it. Oh, okay. And Trump said, you know, it's terrible. The worst impression ever. Bring back Daryl Hammond. He was way better, much better. <laughs> and uh, and I, I don't know. I, you know, I, and, and did he spell your name properly? I think he even spelled... Your name, I think he got my name right, didn't he, Kendall? Yeah. So is that I? You know, I'm leave it to me to bring up something I shouldn't bring up. No, that's, that's cool. I mean, that's a great question. I think no, but maybe that's enough. You should be more direct. You know, it, it, you go ahead and, and cut. You know, put a finer a finer point on it. Um, do you wish well, you were still doing? Do you wish? I mean, this is where it leading to. I guess. Do you wish you were still doing the the Trump on SNL? Oh, that's a long wait. Did you text me that morning? Because I, I, yeah, I had my phone in the living room and I was sleeping and my phone started ding ding dinging it's pretty uh, amazing to think that someone in Budapest is going, is reading your name <laughs> and asking who you are I, I, or, I, I or maybe like, Vlad even you know? I was cheering for you when I saw that uh, no I mean personally I don't I, I like Alec Baldwin's uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's um it's not what Daryl does, but it's funny. I find him funny. You know, it, it, it's 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 he's not really trying to be a dead-on impersonator. Maybe it's, he is. I don't know. No, no, it's more just his Alec Baldwin funniness that comes through, and I enjoy it. But uh, it yeah, I, I'm, it gets a little. <laughs> See, I to me, I watch it. I'm like, it's fine, but I'm like, but it's not him. Meaning, meaning Daryl. It's like that's a whole other thing, you know. Yeah, when Daryl does it, there's a My there's, a, there's a depth to it. Here. She tours with me. Can Who's this? Hi, hi. My name is Kendall Ketchum. I've been on tour with Daryl, opening for him for about two oh, years. You're a comic. I am. Okay. Ah, and a darn good one. Now, no. What, what, now, what was it about Kendall that made you say I want her to be my opener? 
I saw her at Caroline's. I saw her kill, and I needed. You know, Linda Smith wasn't doing. She w- she didn't want to stand up as much anymore, and I needed. Uh, Linda I, Smith. That's a name from the past. CVS. Well, she CVS. wasn't. A, I need. I, I like a female. I, I like a female opener. Now it just balances the room out. It makes it better. Now, so she she went on stage. She killed. Yeah. She was clean, and I asked her to do to do a weekend with me. Now, do you want your openers to? You want them to do well, but do you want them to kill too hard? I mean, after all, you don't well, want people you, leaving you saying, you know, that first chick was better. You want them to be funny and and and, and at the same time turn the crowd into an audience. <laughs> I mean, you know, I knew a guy that. Opened for me for a while, and I loved him, and he was really a funny guy, but his humor was about how the Pope was a sham and a fraud, and, you know, religion was, I mean, the, the certain uh, political families were criminals, and he fleshed the whole thing out, so he was, he was slamming the, he, he was slamming the Pope and calling the government of the United States criminals, and I thought his, uh, he was very good. That's just but not for you. Not not to open. He should close. I said you should close, but you can't open for me. Did it turn you off? Too smart. Turn your audience off a little my bit. Act, my act is like really kind of tame. You know, you know my act. Yeah. Well, I certainly do, and it's uh, you know it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it's not offensive. You know. No. It's, I mean, it's, it's not going to offend anybody. No. It's entertaining. No, no, no. Black people never get offended at the Al Sharpton. Well, I no. Don't. No, I think they laugh the hardest. Actually, it's the white people that get really uncomfortable. I'm not nervous saying, about it. I'm not saying bozo don't have talent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying something like that. I did when I did uh, Jesse Jackson at the Apollo, and it went extremely well for me. And I, someone told me after, it's because they don't think you're, uh, they think you're serious about what you're doing. And it's a pretty good impression, and the material's good. And it's not mean. You're it's not, not mean spirited. Well, yeah, how can an impression of somebody shouldn't be offensive? You're simply imitating well, their voice. They, I can see how it might be slightly sensitive over the race. I mean, when we did Jesse Jackson, they brought us, there were lawyers, and they brought different colors of African American, dark brown, this brown, that brown, light brown, orange brown. Quadroon, New Orleans Brown, Creole Brown, you know, looking for, as if the fact that I was white playing someone with a different skin color, um, you know, was going to be a big problem. It turned out it wasn't. Did you ever meet Jesse Jackson? Jesse? Yeah. No. No? By the way, Hitler didn't care care for the impersonation. That's right. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Daryl, do you ever, is it ever a thing where like, you know, like Paul McCartney probably always has to play Hey Jude and he might not feel like doing Hey Jude? You ever, when you have a gig, is ever a thing where it's like, oh, shit, I, I have to do Clinton for these people and I really don't feel like it? Is it ever, that ever thing ever happened? Not really. Hmm. I mean, I started doing clubs uh, again because it's fun to work with Kendall and and his money's pretty good. Yeah. You know, and I don't turn down good, I don't even turn down pretty good money. Right. <laughs> I don't really turn any money down. Uh, and it's kind of fun. But um, they don't care what you do. But yeah, you got to do some Clinton. You got to do Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah, you got to do that. Who, who have you done? Have, you've done your Clinton in front of Bill Clinton. Yes. And he liked it. Hmm? You've done your Al Gore in front of Al. You actually look a little bit. Actually, do look a little bit like Al Gore. Is that true? <laughs> there, there is something in your Fine. face. Well, he's a handsome man, Al Gore. Do you, do you see it? Of all of them, I guess. I, I don't see that. I do think oh, Kendall yeah. looks like uh, Karenna. <laughs> Karenna Gore. Karenna? Karenna Gore. Formerly Karenna Gore Schiff, but they were divorced. Oh, is that right? They've been not, divorced for a while. I did not know well, that. Well, yeah, you know, it's not that big a deal. She's but extremely attractive, Kendall. Well, she's a very pretty well, so girl. So is Corinna Gore. Oh, yeah, that's very true. I'll take it. Very pretty. I'll take it. Very pretty and no, funny. By, by the a great way, combination. very pretty and funny. Great yeah. combination. Well, well, we won't delve into any... Uh, Yes. What? What about it? Handsome I'll take guy. It. You know what? If that's if that's the worst I get, I'm, I'll take it. This that's is not. Good. This is not an insult. Sometimes I'm a good-looking good looking guy. Yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's, you, uh, there's serious Al Gore. Look at that. I just want to so, make sure yeah. you're going to keep your promise. Last week, you promised to give us all the dish. Can we talk about the Starbucks thing? Yes, we can. But you, you promised last week to give us all the dish I, on I, Vegas. I still can't dish on Vegas. We're, ha- we're having. I mean, I don't know. What can I say? Well, like, you can give them a broad strokes of Vegas, right? Well, you know, they opened a new, new cellar in Las Vegas, right? I didn't know. Yeah, at the Rio Hotel. Noma expanded the empire to Las Vegas, and he has mixed feelings about, about the whole thing. The shows, from what I hear, have been going great, right? Nice-sized crowds. Tremendous and do you do response. showcase sets or, or hour sets? Showcase sets. Okay. We, we flew uh, four comedians out, and, and Mark Cohen is emceeing. 
and, uh, but and you do hours, do you do hours one night a week? Well, we're, we're experimenting with that, but but the, he'd be a great hour. Daryl would be phenomenal. Absolutely, but if we stay open, uh. Uh, um, but we're we're having some uh, problems there, uh, backroom problems. Yeah, and uh, we're trying to we're trying to figure them out. I, I hope we do figure them out. I, I I really can't. I don't I don't want to say anything that would get you can't uh, elaborate. Well, I don't want to say anything that would that would make it harder to settle the problems because I really I really do want to settle the problems and I, and everybody's. I think trying in good faith to, yeah. to settle the problem. By the so, way, Noam, did you bring the text now, that I sent you? I have my text messages, but the other week we just got greenlit for a Comedy Central TV show, no, but, a, but, a weekly com. What's that? What is it? Well, there? I'm saying last week you had mentioned that you thought I was harassing you about doing the <laughs> podcast in Vegas. Yes, and I, I you said remind you to bring the text, which I forgot to do. Oh, I didn't. So, so we, um, I pitched the show to. This is what happened. Ray Allen brought me to some pitch meeting with some producer. And I was just going production along, company. I was just going along for the ride. Ray had some idea. Nobody even remembers what the idea was. The some, idea was another comedy seller show. It, it was yeah, but it was some convoluted, difficult comedy seller show. I sat through the pitch meeting for twenty five minutes, and as we're getting up really, to leave, we have really have a different recollection of this yeah, of but, this experience. And as we're getting up to leave, I say, you know, I have an idea for a show, and immediately Ray's gets angry. Like, you know, you're not, apparently is, you're not that supposed to. You're talking about this is yeah, and it's yeah. completely not true. You're with not, but it's a talk show. No, no, it's a it's a weekly stand up, a weekly topical stand up show. But you will be interviewing. No, no, no interviews. So no, so, I'm a I'm an executive producer. On oh, it. Oh, it it goes through me like a knife. I'm letting down. No, I'm not. Thank He's you very much. Super good at that. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. So I said I have an idea for Hear a show. That, no? Yeah, and Ray gets mad at me. I said, listen, why don't we just shoot every show all week and then edit it down to a half an hour? The best topical jokes that the comedians tell all week about whatever happened in the news that week or whatever's going on. And the guy says, that's a great idea. Two days later, he had, I was, had papers to sign and now we just got greenlit for a show. And for some reason, because Ray was in the right place at the right time, <laughs> according to custom, he has to be executive producer no, well, now. And I had an argument. I said, Ray, I can't believe this conversation is happening again. That's how you get these jobs. And said, it's complete I said, bullshit. Well, then, then None why, of this your recollection then, of the then story. Why are, you, why are you executive producer? Explain to me. I can explain. I, if, then, if you go prefer ahead. Ray explain, then but I'm more explain. of an unbiased opinion. Thank you. Yeah. You could have very easily taken it and run with it, Noam, but you didn't. This is not a why. Why is he executive producer? Because without him, there would be no show, and I'll explain why. Because Noam, you know, he gets excited for five minutes, and then he, like, kind of lets it drop because he's too rich and too, you know, apathetic <laughs> to really put in any effort. He thought it was a good idea, and it was a good idea, and it was his idea. What was my excuse in high school, Dan? But, go ahead, but, go ahead. but then... He wouldn't. I know Noam. He wouldn't have followed through. Ray. He told me the idea. And hounded. And I said, "Let's run with it." He called and he hounded and he pushed. Took and three he years. Nudged and he called Ish and hounded them, and got the pilot made because he hounded and he hounded and he pushed I and he hounded. produced the sizzle reel. And I don't think you would have done that. I think you would have been like, "Yeah, it's a good idea," but you know. Yeah, I'd rather be home with my kids. All right. Was that every is, is, all of the nine pitch meetings to all the networks? I know, but why were you there? I didn't invite you. Who? Because he I had told Ish about <laughs> no, the no, other this, idea. This is what happened. When they gave me the papers to sign for my for my for the show, there was no Ray Allen listed in the papers. Actually, so, that's not so true. That, so that, no, I'm, that's not true. The papers that I signed, I yeah. No, you and, signed, but our original contract, no, both I, our names are on it. No, and then that's, and I'm like, and I get there, I'm like, what is Ray Allen doing here? Well, he the, was in the room. That, that's it. That's He's in the room. You're, you're, you're married to him. Why are you? Why do you like to privately <laughs> praise me and then publicly you belittle? This never would have fucking happened without me, ever. That, I didn't, did I say not otherwise? Well, you're kind of implying that now just, in front of Daryl and Corinne. Don't, I just don't understand Corinna, this uh, show business thing where, where <laughs> in my life, if, if like Daryl said, hey, do uh, you know anybody you, you could recommend? Um, I'm thinking of starting some kind of business. I said, yeah, I know this guy. I was like, okay, you guys are really successful. Now you owe me 15%. Except that's like, not no. what happened. And I never said you owe me anything. You're not giving me a penny out of your pocket. I have a deal with the network. Really? The pie is I smaller because you take a share. That's ridiculous. Be right. Because Ray did a All lot right. more than simply introduce you to the okay. producer. In any case. He he pushed it along. Right. No, In any case. And I didn't, I didn't uh, lobby to get this title of executive producer. When I got my contract, it said executive producer. That yeah, they did that to bug me. <laughs> But anyway, he did I do like a great how job. It sounds. Thank you, there. I appreciate it. <laughs> it reads and, well, and I earned every fucking minute of that. In title. the press release, he's listed first. <laughs> exactly. Well, what, Ray Allen. what is Ray Allen being paid every week? I know you're not going to give me that information. Uh, of course. Why would I? I, I just feel you'd ask just for shits anyway, and giggles. But anyway, Daryl, the point yeah. is that we do have a we have a, a Comedy Central show. It's been the press, and, and that's really really exciting for me personally. And so if Vegas doesn't work. 
I'm, I'm totally fine putting my attention to yeah, that. Yeah, but Mark Cohen needs that gig. So I, lo- uh, I love Mark Cohen. And we Cohen. all love and, Mark Cohen. And, and Mark, you, have, you have investors in that gig, right? Right. Shut up, Ray. See that? All right. Anyway. See how he talks? <laughs> well, the point <laughs> is, nice is you don't want to disappoint all the people that really want this to happen. I mean, that's got to be entering into your thought process. All right. So, yeah, yeah, your name. I, I really want to talk about it. Okay, fair but, enough. All right. Uh, can we, we have, have Daryl here. We haven't seen him in... in, in, in uh, There's a chemistry in, at this in, table. In a couple I'm, years. I'm just trying to There's just so much, jump in. so much going on. Yeah. Well, you now, want to talk about Starbucks? Well, I want, I want to talk about Starbucks. I want to ask Daryl, you know, when I have, a, when I have somebody like Daryl on this show, of course, I want to ask him all the... SNL questions, all the questions. Yeah. But then in the back of my mind, I say everybody from Howard Stern to the you know the New Orleans Gazette asks you the same questions over and over. And not only that, we've had him on before. We'll have him on again. You could also say to Daryl, "Do you like talking about this?" Or say it again. Do you enjoy talking about the SNL stuff, <coughs> or would you rather not? <coughs> I just came in for the Percocet, dude. <laughs> the thing is, is maybe Kendall Ketchum can do a guest set tonight and uh, show Noam how funny she is on Why stage. Yeah. You want to do a guest set? I would love to do a guest set, yes. Where at? It's, he downstairs at the cellar. What it's, time? I don't know. It's up to know him. It's Daryl's guest. You could do a guest set. Yeah, this is quite funny, yeah. First of um, all, I just want to let you know, you, you absolutely can. Second of all, Ray Allen is dead to me. <laughs> I, I figured you, I was waiting for you to uh, invite because, her to do it. It's because Darryl's don't think friend. he was. Is this what they call bickering? Yeah, yes. He's a real Kendall. Bitch, Noam. Don't think he did that. That was. Have you heard of passive aggressiveness? Passive aggressiveness? I did this it because this is he. This she's was, a guest of this Darryl. This was Ray Allen I trust really over, overstepping his, his bounds. Daryl said his opener's He's an funny. executive producer on some show. Thank you. Let him. This guy's got clout. Uh, he's got street cred. Let him put a chick on. But if, Plus if, the I, I have to agree with Noam that Ray did overstep his bounds. That's, really? That, That's something I would have done. It's a no-brainer to offer a guest set. Well, it's a no-brainer for Noam to offer in it's his not discretion. Not my club. It's I don't not, own the club. Your club. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to sit through this down. I can tell you, for real now. What? You come on the radio show, and we can and we can talk about whatever we want. About whatever is, I'm not lying about this, the stuff about the show. About what show? About the about the, yeah, our you, show. You is, are. No, I have not, emails from three years ago. No, I'm not, well, we can have another show where we do that. But I'm not lying, and I and I and I don't mind talking about it. And you can disagree. However, what you just did. What I do with with yes, yeah, that inviting was, Kendall. That was that was over the line. Really. Really? For her to do and six nothing, minutes? And it's not, no, it has nothing to do with her. Oh, what is it? It's that you don't ask somebody in front of somebody else a question. <laughs> but you know what you did. You know, Actually, you not know really. what you did. You know, you know, I know what you did. I think it's a no-brainer. If Daryl you know says she's did. funny, I trust Daryl. He wouldn't I'm say that. I'm glad you trust Daryl. And it's, you know, I apologize if it, if it offended you. Uh, wait till I tell Essie this. Oh, God. <laughs> Ray's never going to get another uh, spot. Noam is such a little cunt. It really okay, is unbelievable. Anyway, but... Uh, uh, Excuse uh, my language. Steven, can you find Liz so we can find when she can do her, her, her guest spot? <laughs> um, and actually, we, we could even put it on the radio if you want. I don't know if you want. Like, we, we could cut it into the radio to make the... Yes. Yes, yes, to all of this. That'd be cool. Oh, okay. okay, so that, that'll <laughs> please, make Please, please kill. Please. Please. Is Ray it, Allen did I'm, overstep his I'm bound. torn because, of course, I want you to... First of all, you're delightful, and, and I don't want anybody to bomb and... And she's with Daryl. She's Daryl's opener. At, at the thing. But, yeah, I, but what it, is the? Why would she bomb? What's wrong with the room? N- n- it's a <laughs> cellar, man. It's a cellar. But so why would she? She bomb. wouldn't. But I'm just saying, like, if I if you put a gun to my head and if I and I had to tell the truth, it would be awesome if you bombed as well because then Ray would I could really then really I'll, not let him forget it. But you can't bomb because you have a you have a career. You, you don't follow wanna. me, Dan. I think Ray was out. That's out of really line. absolutely Ray. Mean was out spirited of, of well, you too. I apologize yeah. to Noam and Dan, but. But to well, you don't have to apologize Kendall, to me. I say, I say, you're welcome. You don't have to apologize to me because it wasn't me that you were out of line with. It was Noam. All right. Well, Noam will get over it. So, so those six minutes that Miss Ketchum's going to do. Noam, how are you? Well, I'll be fine. It, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in the least bit worried. As a matter of fact, I generally do in- invite people. Are you that a little I meet aggravated? To... No, I'm aggravated about where he was coming from. I'm not aggravated. I came by from this... a nice place. <laughs> no, that's a nice place. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. you you follow me, right? You, I mean, you you must really? be like, oh my god, I can't believe this he did that. This is going over my head. It really is. <laughs> All right, okay. Six anyway. minutes on a what's today on a Wednesday? Okay, what's can we get back to SNL? So, yeah. Tell tell me. So you did Clinton in front of Clinton did, at, at the White House? Is that my memory? That is true. Yes. Do, can you tell that story? Do you mind telling that story? 
it's remarkable to me that that uh, first of all that you didn't melt in front of these guys. I'd be sorry. I'm having a hard time hearing myself, but you want to put, put that, on put the, the headphones, headphones on? Yeah, maybe in a second. It, it always <laughs> I always fucks with my voice when I do that, but yeah, I did. Um, I mean, you don't want to offend the. Pre- he was the president at the time, right? Yeah. So you're gonna do you're gonna do an impersonation of him in front of him, and aren't you? Worried I played about- his clone. It's online in that uh, C-SPAN type thing. Hmm. He faked like uh, that. He his leg. He had just hurt his leg, and so he's, he brought out his clone, and I did <laughs> it. And you know, it was a little bit larger than life. He's a good guy, right? I, I think so. I think he's well. He, He's the kind of guy that makes you feel like you're one of the most important things that's happened to him. Are you filming me? Or? No, no, no. <laughs> just, filming me. Not quite like Ray Allen. It was the reverse. That's what I've no heard audio. about him That and, and, and other people like him, that they have the ability somehow to focus on you when they speak to you in such a way that you... Bush is more... Bush is really gregarious. W. Yeah. He's really fun to talk to. You hung out with him? Did you do Bush? Did you do, did you he w? did does W. He does W, yes. Yeah, but I don't do the I don't do the stupid W. You don't do the stupid W, and that's Will Farrell do the stupid W. I do the crafty W. Listen, man, and start playing favor with some of these politicians in the liberal world, saying you like them. You could lose your job, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like? Uh, and you used to do Donahue. That you know yeah. I don't even know this. When you were first, what year did you start down here? 95. In 95. In the cellar? Oh, my God. The, all the waitresses were in love. I think with, a lot of people don't know that I developed every SNL character here. Is that true? I didn't even know that. Yeah. But, the, I mean, the Donahue thing was just... You know, a, a lot of these impersonations... And Donahue became Ted Koppel. Donahue became Ted Koppel? Yeah. It, it seems to me that somebody does the impersonation first, and then other people steal an impersonation of the impersonation. So, like, I've seen other people do Donahue, said, but when he first did Donahue, no one had ever done Donahue, you know? I don't know if I've ever seen anybody else do it, yeah. Donahue. When, 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 uh, when, when was his name? Ron, do you remember Ron Darian? Or you two, you, yeah. uh, Ron Darian was a comedian yes. here. And he was the first guy I ever saw do that typical William Shatner imitation. Yeah, he's very good. He was great. It was the yeah. funniest thing I'd ever seen, and that's the way the, the Donahue thing was. Just, he was extremely good. Yeah. And, uh, well, who else? Who else? Joe Alasky. Are you talking about people that did Donahue? No. I I never saw anybody do Jesse Jackson. I never saw anybody do any of those. I never saw anybody do Jesse Jackson. Yeah. Do who? In Living Color, they did Jesse Jackson. I I never saw anybody else do Jesse Uh, Jackson. I think. I'm a weirdo. You know, I drove around. I started out with Billy Gardell, you know, from Mike and Molly. We started out together in the southeast. We drove around. and uh, Man, we would just do voices and cut up and I practiced Jesse for about five years and then it wasn't a hard sh- you know shifted to Al Sharpton it's fun to pay, uh, play uh, preachers what's the difference in is it is the difference going with the octave or in the cadence I think it's where it occurs in the throat that's real nerd talk but that's the best I got it's like Jesse occurs down in here Al occurs here and here at the same time like Clearly, there's something wrong. <laughs> Clearly, what I said was, you can see it's coming from in here and up here. And Jesse's like, I'm Jesse Jackson. Come up around in here, you know. Right. Now, you, you really study these characters, right? Like you say you practice I'm a nerd. Them. I'm a total nerd. I've been studying them since I was a kid. So you, when you say you practice somebody for five years, you record them, you videotape them. Wait, wait. With Jesse, I, um, I made a repeat after me tape. There was a, he was speaking at a convention, and he was like, I would like to pause, praise, give thanks uh, to America. <laughs> Red, yellow, black, white, all precious in God's sight. <laughs> Who's it here together? <laughs> and I love that part. Who's it here together? <laughs> All precious in God's sight. Who's it here together? Well, what are you saying? Who's it here together? I don't even... I don't know what he's saying okay. either. <laughs> well, I guess, Who's it here together? 
<laughs> oh my and you God. love these little uh, idiosyncrasies sure. of these people. Sure. And you pick up on them. Yeah, that, that's yeah a- when I was a kid, I used to uh, do vowel and consonants. I was seven years old, eight years old, doing vowel and consonant substitutions for uh, Popeye. What does that mean? Scat singing. Um, when he's scat singing, like, what's, what, are the, what are the syllables, you know? He doesn't do T's, he does D's. He doesn't do B's, he does P's. You know, sort of scat singing like he's going over to olive oils like a... Let me see if I can still do this. That was seven years old. And then then the porky pig, you know, when he's stuttering. It will be Sylvester. It will be. Yeah, I did all that stuff. My parents didn't pay any attention to me. Was it with Mel? Would you, did you oh like God. Mel Blanc and all? Is, is you admire of his or? Is, yeah, well, hell yeah. I, I mean, I had free reign in my house. I could drink, do <laughs> drugs. That they were never home. I would just turn on TV and watch. You know. You could have been Mel Blanc. Huh? You could have been Mel you Blanc. I don't be. believe there there has been a, a Mel Blanc. There's only one. No, I, I know, but I think you, you had the substance and the talent to, to do it. You still what he can. Did, maybe. That's timeless. I mean. I don't think I'm as talented as him, but you don't think that I don't. Well, like he didn't do impressions. He 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 made up his own character. Is he, that no, he did. He did. He could do genius impressions, but it's sort of like, um, you know, when I was trying to become a stand-up, my hero was Richard Pryor. I understood I would never be as good as him. I just wanted to be like him, and you know, it was the same with Mel Blanc. I knew I'd not be that good, but. Did you ever do a prior impression in your act? No, I never did. Huh. I, when people ask me why I don't do Colin Quinn. It's like, once I get this deep affection, I just can't do it. Mm. You know, once I have like a real emotional feel, I just can't do it. I, I heard a rumor, and we're, we're obviously not affectionate, but I did hear a rumor that uh, you had done me at some point. Really? Is that, is that, really? I thought I heard that he was doing me, that Daryl was doing me. I the, said I could do you. Okay. Oh, I'd love to hear that. We all try to do an Adam. No, no, listen. Well, uh, well, I, that, uh, well. When I say that, I mean, you're original, exactly the way God made you. You know, it's these, it's these people that have had speech coaches and dialect coaches, and, like Bob Costas. It's impossible. The speech is perfect, you know, but you're an original. You're very full, you know. Am I coming out of the closet here or something? <laughs> no, this is fascinating. <laughs> we're, li- we're listening. We're listening. No, no, he's a very colorful, interesting man. Natum- I think Natterman should be a star. I- and from the very beginning, I said he would be a star, and he may well be one day. I hope so. You just made Natterman's decade. Why? He's just a funny guy. No, but, but no one praises him the know, way you do. It's really rare me. when you don't when you see people that are utterly themselves and yeah. they go far usually. Yeah. I mean, think of think of presidents. Yeah. You know, Bush, Cl- Clinton. Think of the great communicators of all time. They would all fail an oral interpretation class. Right. You don't teach people to do that, so right. you're not really deriving from somewhere. You know, you're utterly yourself. But but that was George W.'s appeal, man. I appreciate your hard work. I, I appreciate, you know, uh, <coughs> terror. <laughs> <laughs> he was himself, and people made fun of him for it, but people liked him, you know? I'd love to have a, have a, beer, a beer with him. He'd be, be like a really huh? fun guy. It'd be great to have a beer with Bush, with W. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about Maya Angelou? Do you have any theory of where she got that accent from since she's from, like, the Deep South somewhere? I don't know. Like, I always imagine her, like, coming over Thanksgiving dinner and talking. How did she, can, you, can you do Maya Angelou? No. But, but the last time I saw Bush, he put his hand on my belly and patted it. And he goes, looks like you've lost some tonnage. <laughs> <laughs> tonnage. So like, I laughed really hard. Wait. I thought he was funny. Wait. I, I, was, but I had a problem because I didn't think he was stupid. I thought he—he's not stupid. I did not believe no. that. His and SAT so scores are higher than Al Gore's. Me, you know? <laughs> but I still play him like he's a street smart guy, and I, I, he is. I met his daughter a couple of times. She was so sweet, and you could tell she adores her father. Oh, right. You yeah. tried to bang, her father. You tried to bang George Bush's oh, daughter. Jesus why do you got to bring it to that level? Because we know you. Which one did oh, you try to bang? Lord. I didn't try to bang any <laughs> book twins? member, family at all. <laughs> twins, Basil. None. Uh, Disgraceful. 
But uh, I think a lot of these guys, <laughs> under the pressure of not saying the wrong thing, end up sounding dumber than they are. But it's really just because no, they're so No, and the so presidential nervous. spotlight is, is horrible. And Bush is a guy that really didn't have it in him to do any posturing. Does any anybody want to throw away my uh, finger blood nap? Any acting? Good spot. To throw that in, Dan. Dan, yeah. what the hell is right the matter with you? Right in the middle of my you? sentence. Wait, what? I'm sorry. What, what, what could okay. possibly it's a, be going on? great host. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept trying to get to my bits, but the yeah. host kept jumping in. <laughs> no, I didn't do it. No, I didn't do Clinton. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy said he jumped in. <laughs> say sorry, Dan. I did say I'm no, sorry. No, say it like you mean it. I did say it like I meant it. <laughs> the guy that said you're going to be a Shut huge up. star. Shut up, Ray Allen. Said you're going to be a huge star. Well, you know, and he interrupted I'll, I'll take Ray Allen's so side pop him in and you know, bang him in the ass. <laughs> you don't come on my show and, say, and question my hosting, even if you don't think it's good. I think uh, you're a great right, host. Darryl, he, he can't, he's, it's, it's him. I'm he, teasing. He will go far because he is himself. Just like you said. Well, he, I better go far soon because time's a wasting. <laughs> anyway, I'm not Sweet Sixteen anymore. Yeah, bitch, uh, I'm talking to you. Can you do? Can you do your Maya Angelou for me? Oh, now I'm now 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 I'm I'm now you want now you want uh, please, your, your dancing monkey for you. Please do the Maya Angelou. I don't really do Maya Angelou, and nothing you can say can make me do the Maya. Does my sassiness upset you? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Daryl, that's pretty good. Who was that? Maya Angelou. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> can you do it again? No. Come on, you can only do it once, like Daffy's uh, famous act. That do, he, Chris Rock, do Chris up. Rock. He I don't do Chris Rock. I only do one part of Chris Rock when he goes, ah. <laughs> nice. What do you think, Darrell? Nice. Uh, he, he's not gonna, now he's mad at you. you I'm not do, mad at him. <laughs> you should be. You do tired, 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 Dan. Pardon? You do tired, tired, tired. Tired, tired, tired. Yeah. Tired. Anyway, my thing about Maya Angelou, and I always thought it would be a funny skit, was that her accent, you know, is, she comes from the Deep South. And she has that accent that I can't do. And I imagine her going home Thanksgiving dinner, and her relatives are like, "What the fuck is? <laughs> what? You're... So yeah, it's, listen, you bitch. Don't... We know you. You don't talk like that. <laughs> you, you don't say gonna. You say going to. You don't say, um, um, like um, I'm out of something. O u d d a. You say I'm out of something. That's what she like talks. Stage actor. Yeah, it's a total. It's an affectation. My my father. You knew my father. His sister. They grew up in the same home. She talked like that, kind of like Maya Angelou, and my father hated her for it. Really? Yeah, because he, because it was a totally phony accent, and he just couldn't understand that she had the nerve to walk around with this British lilt to her Ooh, voice. Terrence Trent Darby. Because <laughs> he was from Deland, you know. And, and he had this accent, and you're like, wow, dude. So you don't like movies known from... Club. Do you not like movies then uh, from like the 40s and 50s? Dan talk about Starbucks, and well, I want to talk I just feel like Noam, as a restaurant owner and as a racist, would have a, an interesting, <laughs> unique perspective on the Starbucks scan. Well, I have to say, I'm not, I'm not totally up on it. I try, oh, I'll, I try. I'll give you the, the, uh, okay, go ahead. the cliff note summary. Yeah. Uh, a group of black guys, I don't know how many there were, two or three. They, um, they were in Starbucks not ordering food or, or, or coffee. Um, and they were asked to leave because you're, you know... If you're not ordering, you're technically trespassing. So they called the police. The police came. The, the black guy said, we were here waiting for somebody. We we're just waiting for the police. said, well, the Starbucks manager wants you out. You're trespassing. And they threw them out and, I guess, arrested them. And they went to the station for a few hours. And they were let go eventually. But now, of course, it's online. And uh, it's, it's gone viral, this whole thing, that Starbucks is racist. So what, Starb what do you think about it? Did they ask to use the bathroom? I thought I heard they asked uh, They to also use asked to use the bathroom okay. and were denied permission to use the bathroom. Um, look, if you're not ordering at a store, you know, the store certainly has a right to throw you out. And the cops, absolutely. If somebody calls up and says, I don't want these people here, the cops have to throw them. It's not the cops' fault. I mean, that's, that's one thing I think that's pretty clear. Look, Liz, you're a boss, right? Yep, she can is. Well, Liz doesn't leak? have a mic, but uh, if we can... Can I go to the bathroom? Of course you can. You can do whatever you want. All right. I, all right. I didn't know if there would be a bathroom break. <laughs> but what is it about the story that that, uh, that galls you? It doesn't gall me at all, but it galls many. Uh, 
Well, well first they're of all, closing down 8,000 Starbucks they're closing for down diversity for training. Diversity training. I don't know why they can't just do that, you know, on a night where they're close after, after hours. They want, why was, why was that racial? It's a, it's a big PR move. I mean, that's why they did that. In, in, in my opinion, and not, listen, we've gone through this many times. Customers being infuriated because they couldn't use the bathroom. We had one customer piss on the floor yeah. because he was going to make his point that we weren't allowed, they couldn't use the bathroom. You have customers who sit there and don't order. And you don't know if they're really meeting somebody. They're not meeting somebody. I tell everybody never to call the cops unless it's a, a real emergency because yeah. I know these things can backfire. But to me, it's the cops who really overstepped here. Because, yeah, if you see some people sitting there and they're not ordering and, and say, listen, you got to order. And most people in that situation say, okay, give me a Coke or something. We've all been kind of sure. in that situation where we wanted to prove that we were being honest. So we'll order a bottle of water, something, just to show the restaurant owner. But the cops did not have to arrest these people. Well, well, they can kick them out without arresting. They weren't them. being threatening at all, right? It's, it's just ridiculous to 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 to, to arrest them. Well, I but think. I think I they asked them to or not. Well, but. that's the second element. But look, when a restaurant tells you, or any private uh, proprietor tells you, these people are not authorized to be on my property, the cops then have to enforce that. Well, they say, please leave, right? That would but be... But they didn't want to leave. I don't know precisely what happened. I believe... It sounds like you're taking the side of the... The, the cops, not Starbucks, because Starbucks was having a double standard because they let white people hang out there all the time. Oh, but you didn't say that. That's, I'm against that. Yeah, didn't I didn't know that. that. Well, I've been... I've hung out at Starbucks. I, mean, I usually order a little something, and then, and then I'll sit there and for, then a sit for well, seven ordering hours. a little something is, is totally different. I guess you're right. I mean, I really don't know. That's the truth is it's unknowable. It's like I told my my manager Mert today. Mert's black. I got pulled over. I mean, I got um uh, pushed up against the side of the building at three in the morning uh, years ago by a white cop, very rough with me, and I tried to tell him that I own the place, and he says, "Shut up!" And he and he physically and I and I was traumatized by it, you know. And I remember thinking that if I had been black. And he accused me of carrying a gun. It was surreal. And if I had been black... That was his name, Surreal. There would be no way you could possibly convince me that this ha had not happened because I was black. It just, there's just nothing you could have ever said to me to convince me. Right. But obviously that wasn't the reason. So, so in, in, you don't know in any individual incident what's in a person's heart. In the overall, like, like if, a, if a black guy can't get a cab... 95 out of 100 times, and I and you and I, from time to time, we know that a certain number of those incidents surely were racially motivated, but you don't know in any particular incident. It's happened to everybody that a cab drove past them. So in this particular Starbucks incident, we don't know what it was, but it doesn't look good. I've had enough uh, fellow comedians who are black ask me to help them get a cab late at night where I hailed the cab and they would jump in. Oh, yeah. I, when I, I used to date Rosalind, you know, she, she was black, and a cab, a cab would pull past they wouldn't know we were together and they would yeah. pull past her and say get in get in right thinking that we were and then you wave two different people but, but trying to pull the cab of, most of the cab drivers are people of color themselves or certainly many of cab drivers that's are. changed over the years it didn't always used to when I was a kid it was all white guys now it's a lot of oppressed uh, Indian people right by yeah. the way speaking of diversity uh, Stephen our producer Stephen sitting next to me uh, he's on mic but Stephen is there any way we could get a diversity trainer in here I'd love to know Oh, that'd be great. What goes on in a diversity training session? Wait, Daryl. Go ahead. You can go. Go ahead. Um, because great idea, Dan. That, thank you. That is a good idea. Uh, Stephen, any thoughts? Can you get a diversity trainer here? Especially if they work with Starbucks. Would you want a particular kind of diversity I want somebody. Training? I don't want somebody that's written about it on a blog. I want somebody that's actually gone to real companies and does this for a living. He's a diversity trainer. Right. But, I mean, would you prefer a diversity trainer of some sort of demographic? Or does it matter? Um, I prefer a white guy. You prefer uh, a white ideally, guy diversity trainer? Yes. Okay. Yes, I would. Ideally. Noam, do you, do you have any thoughts on what kind of diversity trainer you'd prefer? I don't see color, Dan. doesn't matter what... No, that makes, that, that's a smart idea, because then I you, want, can, you can I really grill the hell out of them. I just want some ridiculous white guy yeah. that's like, okay, now, uh, Daryl, how does that make... Darnell, how does that make you feel <laughs> when he says that? But from the point of view of a person okay, of color, yeah. isn't that just perpetuating the problem that, you know, like we have, uh, we have limit, limitless numbers of diversity trainers to choose from, but we are purposefully going for the white guy. Because, because I feel the white guy will be the most ridiculous. Yeah, Dan wants to, to reveal the, the, the I bullshit. I feel the white hypocrisy. guy will be most yeah. ridiculous. I, 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 I believe that. You know, yeah, a white course. guy will be most just absurd in, in what he thinks are um, 
microaggressions at the office. Mm. You know, I would I would imagine. And also, you know, it'd be interesting to see what the, what's in the curriculum. Can, can, I, can I talk? I'm, what I'm annoyed about is that Daryl's clearly you're, you're not talking He's, of it. I, and, I understand and you're that. Just but ignore you, him. you said at the top of the show you wanted to talk about Starbucks. We're talking about Starbucks. If you feel we should focus 100 percent on Daryl, I'm fine with that. But you had read his body language, Dan. Well, I think that Daryl, you know, <laughs> right? would, would right? like to be. Daryl, no, Daryl is more than just I'm a. Daryl oh. is more than just. You're a, not comedy selling material. Daryl, <laughs> Daryl is more than just a Clinton jukebox. He has opinions, no doubt, about what's going on but in the then world. Ask him, Daryl. What do you think about I, Starbucks? I, I, I was getting to that. I also thought that I actually thought it was fascinating, and he was enjoying uh, breaking down uh, and explaining those those impressions, like showing where how Sharpton comes from here and that was know, from your diaphragm. Well, we were fascinated. We, we, we had to get to Starbucks. It's very, very important, though. <laughs> okay, I I sent out a text saying we have the following subjects to cover. All right, All right. Starbucks. Uh, no cu- no cup tea for black men. Um, no what? Cup, no tea cup for black tea. men. Instead of country, cup tea. Oh no, cup tea. Um, uh, Barbara Bush, where do we go from here? So, now, maybe that Daryl says he knew the Bushes. Maybe he'd want to talk about Barbara Bush. And nobody wrote me back saying we can't do any of those because Daryl's here. So I figured we would go <laughs> for those particular topics. Wow. And also, another topic I want to discuss, Count Dankula. But we don't well, have to. What's Count Dankula? He's a Scottish YouTuber that mm-hmm. taught his pug how to sing Heil on command. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't wait. And, and, oh, to, and to react... When he says gas the Jews, the dog like reacts in a weird wow, way. Wow, it would be great if this, was a, this but, was a video show. But, well, you can watch it on YouTube. I will no problem. Him. Did he get in trouble for that? that? He has been convicted in, a, in, in the UK, yes. The and dog? Not oh, the dog. Shut up, Ray Allen. <laughs> that was a good one. This i got to give it to Ray. <laughs> but no, uh, Count Dankula. Wow. He'd been convicted of what? Hate speech. <laughs> you know, this is so funny. This is true. Last, last week on our other show, we had a, we had a Holocaust denier. Really? Yeah. We did? A Holocaust denier? Yeah. Who? Daryl Hammond? Uh, I don't want to say his name because he's running for office. <laughs> Why not true. blow him up if he's denying the am Holocaust? I, am I lying, Stephen? I mean, not what, the, that good-looking kid with the not that, a denier. That good-looking kid with the hair. You know, what office? You know, yeah. What office you is he running for? Fucking annoying me. A skeptic, not a denier. Yeah. All right. What well, office is he running for, Noam? He's running against Carolyn Maloney. Well, I'm definitely going to vote for Carolyn Maloney, and I know nothing about her. So, but the thing is, I kind of liked him, and like, do I? In, in, would I want to live in a world where this guy has to get arrested for this, or, or it's like he can say whatever he wants? You know, he. He was he was a pretty amiable did, Holocaust did he make skeptic. A good, did he make a good argument? Of course, he didn't make a good. Yeah, actually, he convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> he, this is what I said because he believed in a lot of conspiracy theories. I'm like, what about the Holocaust? He says, well, the number does keep changing, doesn't it, Noah? Yeah. He but, said when he was a kid, it was 10 million. Uh, no, and now it's down now to six. It's six. Well, you know what? Okay, get up. Daryl's coming. Get up. Go. All right, da- All right. Well, well, it's all uh, you know. Okay. okay. Daryl. That's about about uh, Barbara Bush, right? Was that what you? Did you ever meet Barbara Bush? We're talking about Barbara Bush. You did not meet Barbara Bush. You, did you? Her husband? You meet her husband? I did. Nice man. I don't want to say too much. Oh. Someone might jump in. No, we were all no, saying it was. It was I, I sad. You know, it was a sad I, thing. I'm not keeping up. No. No, Daryl. You know, I, I wanted to discuss Starbucks, but uh, if you'd rather not, we would certainly. No, it's fine. You know, I'm good. Did I meet her? I met the husband. Yeah. Yeah. He was a dapper, elegant fellow. Genial? I'd say genial is a good word, yeah. Did you read the love letter that was online between him and Barbara Bush when he was a young man? No. Ugh, it's so moving. Did you see it? Yeah. And, and he's, he writes her just as he's going off to war. And he talks about, I, I do this because it's my duty to wow. fight the enemy, and I'm, I'm hoping that I'll come back, but it's something I have to do. Like, people really thought that way back then. It's Say like what? An, they really thought that way. Like a young 19-year-old yeah, man, whatever like the he is. Civil War letters are, are really <laughs> wonderful to read. It's just, uh, I, I can't imagine. When did people stop talking, think, top, stopping, top talking and thinking like that? Well, you know. Vietnam. I, think, I would say Vietnam. I, I would say that the Civil War letters. Assassination? Kennedy assassination or Nam? That whole era where people became disillusioned. King, the, King, the two Kennedys and Dr. King. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I would wager that with regard to the Civil War letters, we're getting the good ones. We're getting the top 40 when we hear them. <laughs> I would, and it's still impressive. Even if two people, I mean, Sullivan Ballou's letter from the uh, Ken Burns series, even if that was the only letter, that would be 
you know, incredible that, that a soldier could write yeah. like that. But I suspect yeah. most of the letters were not quite so impressive. Less articulate. Okay, but in that same vein, did George H.W. also write bad letters? Like mean letters? No, I don't think so. But I, but I think you, I just want to make, not to make too much of the point, but it's not so much the eloquence of his, his, his writing was very good. It's the fact of the, the wholesomeness of the gesture. Like, I'm going to fight for my country, yeah. and, I'm, and I do it because I think it's the right thing to do. Mm. I have to do this. I, w- I couldn't live with myself if I didn't go and fight for my country. My great uncle was to very... Trump's bone spurs, and oh, Clinton, yeah. Clinton sure. abhors the, the military. And, like, well, what, how did, what was Clinton's excuse? Um, what was Clinton's excuse? He, he wrote some letter to somebody. I don't remember the excuse. Mm. I, I could, but he had some... He, I think he got a recommendation against it or something. I can't, I can't find it. There's too much. I oh, forget it. Like one of my. Oh, really? I know, ridiculous. And I'm, I'm trying to do a Clinton with Daryl Hammond sitting here. It's ridiculous. On. I know that would be like me trying to uh, <laughs> talk you about know, Starbucks. Pick up an NYU freshman with you there. <laughs> I'm just out. I'm outgunned. <laughs> and, uh, You're an outraged Dan Adderman. And, and just a time when people expected to go to the military. You know, my, my great uncle was very depressed that he was denied uh, to be in World War II. Well, I, yes, in World War II, I mean, as cowardly as I am, I think in World War II, I would have gone because the consequences of not going would be, would be so catastrophic. You're the, oh, you're the guy that didn't go? It, it would be worse. That's it. You'd be shamed into it. it. The shame would be so overwhelming. Bush went because he really thought it was time to go. Then we could have you know, we been in the band or something. Well, hopefully they would have. I would have been, you know, in some non-risky position. Oh, he joined ROTC, which was apparently a way. Bill Clinton, which was a way to get out of it, and then I I I don't want to rehash the whole thing. But he had he had a plan to avoid it, and it worked. I, I think that's fair to say, and I think most of the presidents did. Yeah. But uh, Bush, I mean, including Bush Jr. I mean, you know, National Guard, whatever it was, but he didn't go. But maybe World War II was the last really pure cause that nobody could, you know, have a second well, thought about. I'll tell you this you about know? World War II. You're, like, so much smarter than me, <laughs> so I'm going to take your word for it. You are one of the most educated people I've known. Wow, Like, Darryl. all these late-night talks around here with you, some drunk, some sober, all great. Thank you very much, know Noam is, as, and, and I will, you know, um, I don't give compliments easily. But yes, you're right. Noam is very well educated, very logical, and articulate. In, 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 infuriating, oftentimes. Miss <laughs> yeah. Ketchum, welcome to the part of the show where everybody jerks each other off. Oh. <laughs> so listen, Daryl. Let me ask you. Let me ask you because I, 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 you know, you invited me to SNL one time. Do you remember that? Yes. And it stayed with me forever. Hey, Greg. Um, that it was such a nice gesture. You know, people I think underestimate in life how a gesture can really stay with somebody. Yes. Right. And uh, I've had from time to time, I can't, I can't account for the ones that stayed with me and the ones that didn't. But I don't know where Daryl invited me to SNL. And I, I, always, I always loved you for I that. Because I thought it would mean something to you. And it, re- and it really did. It really did. Um, so having said that, I want you to um, walk away from this hour happy with it. And I wonder if this is an okay way to, to do that. What would you wish that we would ask you about? What's like your most fun thing to talk about? What's going on in I your life? Like our what, conversations what? are part of a continuum. You don't need to ask me about anything. I just was happy to be invited. But well, like, what, what are you into these days? We haven't seen you. What, what are you thinking I about have a these book days? It was a New York Times bestseller, and it's going to be a book on tape for Amazon Audible. That's something, right? This is the second cool. book or the first one? It's the first one. And, and were you going to do a? Sh- were you going to do a show? Maybe you were trying. You were trying to maybe do you put it into a script. Yeah, well, I. I uh, I think when I lost the Trump part, I lost uh, a book deal, two Ugh. plays, corporate career. I mean, was it a Truman lost... Capote show? You huh? do- are you doing a Truman Capote? Well, thing? I got recast. Uh, they, I got recast once the play was developed. Again, once you you lose your TV job, you know you go back to the clubs. <laughs> if uh, if something terrible should happen to Alec Baldwin, I'm not saying I know anybody, but uh, uh, you. you, you would, would it fall back into your lap that Trump part? I don't. Th- I, my feeling is that they will never let me do it. That's astounding to me. Yeah. I mean, I was told that no matter what, it won't be me. No reason. Thank you for. I, I don't want. I, I, I didn't wanna... get the reason for, it, but you know that there's so many. You hear so many stories and explanations. I don't. I don't know exactly, but I was told it would never be me. 
I'm reluctant to ask you about this because I think it could bounce back on you in a negative way somehow. Right. No, just I don't want to ask you a question and have you say the wrong thing. I don't thing. have any secrets with okay. him. So you, you, do you know Lauren well enough to go to him and say, hey, what's up? I do the, you know, I, I, I'm the guy. How come? I was given a few explanations, and I knew it was final. And what are you gonna do? Yeah, you're right. What are you really gonna do? Nothing you can do. But but uh, for whatever it's worth, it, it seems like a boneheaded. I mean, I understand that. I understand that the Alec Baldwin because he's a big star, and there was a certain. That's thing what about I was it. told. Yeah. that he was a big star, and and then there were other. You hear other stories as well, but it's like they were gonna do stunt casting. What's, I don't know what stunt casting. Oh, is. like have a rotating. It's a publicity stunt. Yeah, I see. Like what they're doing with that with that KFC thing. They have rotating Colonel like Sanders. Yeah, you did. Did you do one? Yeah, I, I did. You that. did one. Yeah. They're, they're missing out, in my opinion, because although I I really do find Alec Baldwin funny, there's a poignancy. There's a there's a there's a depth to when Daryl does a character, which is. Also you, you equally know, satisfying, and, and they're, they're missing that. You're losing that. The most bizarre thing in the world for me uh, to get to handle was that, you know, I have the Daily Beast calling me America's Trump. I'm I'm trending on Twitter all the time. I'm, I'm getting the reviews everywhere. It's like being in the middle. You, you hit a home run at Yankee Stadium, and you're in the middle of your home run trot. trot. You're, you're rounding second base, and someone stops you. That'll be enough. You're, no, you're good. Can we have the hat and the cleats in your uniform? No, 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 no. Go in a different direction. That's frustrating. It's, that was it's awful. That's very frustrating. There's a nuance. There's little things. All the little things, like the little idiosyncrasies that you pick up on. Which, as an audience member, you you love that. You enjoy that. The 40, Alec Baldwin doesn't give the you that. The 40 seconds you did of Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton brought me so much joy. Tonight? Yes. 40 seconds, and I was like... Elated. Well, I, I, amazing. I, 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 like I know you long enough, and I and I see I see that this is upsetting. You know, upsets you, and I and I it upsets it me upset too. Upset me that much. Well, well it I should. I'm yelling. I'm raising my voice to compete with the other other voices. No, no, the sound picks up fine. If you okay, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, I feel like I, I just see it. No, in your, I'm not. In your, that but the important thing is to send. I don't know if you you try to follow this. Is to celebrate the positive things in your life and the joys. Do you try to do that every day? Do you try to remind yourself of that? He you, the important you, thing is to celebrate the, the joys of, I don't know, some hokey self-help question. Something, something that Ray doesn't do himself. Do you try to celebrate the things that some you Tony are grateful Robinson. for? Do you try to do that every day? I do. Because sooner or later, I don't know any other business, but in show business, someone's going to take your shit from you. Right. Sooner or later, something's going to happen, and there's going to be a rough patch. Yeah. Um, can't be complaining because you got a rough hand, you know. Yeah. Sometimes they get good hands too, you know. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you All who's right. gotten good hands the whole night, Mr. Noam Dorman. <laughs> I mean, uh, Vegas is not going so well, but anyway. We, we, but I hear that it's going. I think Vegas is going to ultimately uh, do well because God seems to be looking out for Noam Dorman, <laughs> and there's no reason for it. Uh, you know what, Dan? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I I think you're right, and and I actually have a theory. That I can, like, I can handle. Like, if, if I lose and make, God knows I can handle it. But Liz or George or one of the people who's also involved, they did something really bad, and this is the only way God can get to them. <laughs> and I think that God is punishing. Like, he's he's gonna take it all from Liz, and he says Dorman will be fine. That's that's what that's what I think. So it's, it's really I'm suffering for what somebody else must have done. Anyway, is Daryl doing a set by the way? Daryl, are you doing a time tonight? He, he, he can if he wants. He's always oh welcome. Daryl, no, I'm asking if he, if he is. I, I want to go watch. I wasn't asked. Daryl, come on now. Do you want to go on? Do you see that, Daryl? I would love it if you Darryl, did a set. please. Even though it's not, I don't own the club, but I'd you love know, it. I just want to have a cigarette and, a, and, and I want to pee. All right. Liz, can you <laughs> get the man a cigarette she, she and wants, open your mouth? She wants to go on, too. She opens, she opens for Daryl. So, uh, and then if you if you can... Liz, take one for the team. If you can get Daryl to, to Liz, is, Liz will. Daryl, can I? Liz, Liz knows how to persuade a man. Can I just end with my apologies? Insecure. <laughs> this is where we end every show, Daryl. <laughs> no, we usually end. No, we usually don't. Obviously, this comes from a place of insecurity, and uh, and you were. Bleeding. I interrupted you. I was bleeding, but that's of no real consequence. Are you still bleeding? You're bleeding. 
now? Uh, I was a Band-Aid. I may well be bleeding under the Band-Aid. But in any case, yes, I was uh, out of line to interrupt you. Not only out of line, but just not doing my job well as the co-host of this show. And I, Look, I apologize. If, for you re- if you've read my book, you know that I suck in just about every way. I'm bad at about everything. I did read the book. Um, no, don't worry. No worries, man. Thank you, Daryl. Uh, Daryl's okay. been a, since I know no when I met you, might have been 20 years ago, always been very nice to me. So nice. Always told me I Every was... Comic. Wait a minute. Did you, he told you you were good, too, though. Yeah. He good. <laughs> Maybe he lied. <laughs> he is damn good. Uh, but like. um, always been very complimentary and very encouraging. So I do appreciate that. I won't forget you, Daryl, if I ever... I won't forget you either. In my will, if there's ever... I don't have one, but it's all in... I'm, I'm gonna... No pain could be deep. <laughs> all right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen... It's passed uh, by intestacy. Special thanks to Daryl Hammond. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Our next comedian opens up on the road for Daryl Hammond from New York City. Get up for Kendall. Catch him, everybody. Originally from Mississippi, I'm a lesbian, so everybody like has a lot of questions, right? And back in Mississippi, they talk about that gay agenda. Everybody on Fox News talks about the gay agenda. They're pushing that gay agenda. My girlfriend's parents are from Georgia. They're always like, we stop watching that Grey's Anatomy because they're pushing that gay agenda. I've been gay my whole life. I've never seen a copy of the gay agenda. Has anybody seen a copy of this damn agenda? Who writes it? Is it Anderson Cooper? I, like, I would read it if it were Anderson Cooper. It was fun moving here, though, because nobody cared. It was just really confusing, because I feel like all the girls, like straight girls, called their friends that are just platonic friends, girlfriends. I, listen, it freaked me out when I first start, moved here. I, I, it really confused me. All these gorgeous, amazing girls were like calling, you know, like I'm going to dinner with my girlfriend, going to the movies with my girlfriend. I called my mom back home in Mississippi. I was like, holy shit, I've hit the mother load. <laughs> No, mama, listen, Fox News was right. The gay agenda is alive and well, and it's right here in New York City. 